0: Hello there. Are you sure you're in the right place? See the name on the door? This podcast is Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. Surely you don't want to come in here. You do. Well, I must warn you that things are pretty adult in here. Absolutely no children are allowed. Obscene language, shocking and horrendous stories to chill you to your core, and terrifying tales that'll keep you up at night. The ladies inside aren't quite right... Lovely and hilarious, but very... strange. Still won't end you. Well, you'll get what you're here for. Listener discretion is advised.
1: And welcome back to this week's Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Emma. I'm Tash.
0: And I'm Edward October.
1: Yay! Becky's not here this week, and we were aware of this, but it only dawned on us yesterday that she wouldn't be around to record. So we dragged in the doorman from the cold. We brought him in. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Hello. Speaking with my natural accent.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. So we are going to break the fourth wall. Obviously, Ed can't stay in character the entire podcast, but Ed is a podcaster and does have a fantastic podcast. So, Ed, do you want to tell us about it a little bit?
0: Sure. I am the uh creator host of October Pod, the retro horror show for bold individualists. We uh, our podcast is October Pod AM. You can find that wherever you get podcasts, and I also have a YouTube channel october pod home video where we sort of do um i don't know what you'd call it short films sort of like ambient uh imagery uh along with our uh stories we tell true true true-ish and classic tales of horror and the paranormal um with a vintage retro aesthetic and um all of the spine chillers and serial killers ladies have been on it a couple times um tash was in uh ghosts of pluto which is sort of like a science fiction hammer horror thing we did uh emma has
1: oh, she, was a, she was a posh one wasn't she she was she yeah, was she
2: the was, posh. Posh. was
0: she was yeah she was <laughs> uh,
2: the posh one
0: courtly the the station manager or whatever of the pluto and uh emma you were on uh doing your own true haunted house story
1: that's correct, yeah. A
0: Haunting in Normandy. So, And and then all three of you were on, um, what was the name of it?
1: Um, th- we were on Mars, weren't we? Right, Assign- Assign- Assignment we,
0: Mars. We all died.
2: A- wow.
0: Assignment Mars, yeah. And uh, that was a fun one. It was hard to edit because yeah, was I funny. Cause I did it with like all the sound effects and stuff. And then when you guys would break character to say something funny, I would have to dial it all back. But I thought it... <laughs> I thought it had a cooler.
1: Dial us uh, back?
0: Well, How I, dial- I dialed back all of the effects. <laughs> dialed back all of the effects. But anyway, yeah. It yeah, was
1: great fun. Yeah. Honestly, go check Edward October out because his podcast is really, really good. The stories are brilliant. And if thank you go you. on the YouTube, he does these little animated videos. And yeah, very clever chap. I'm very envious.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And I'm very, very glad to be here.
1: Oh, well, I think, actually, you are the first podcaster, really, that got in touch with us and kind of was like, oh, do you want to be part of this? And you kind of took us under your your
2: wing and introduced us to other podcasters. Yeah, I think so. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's been really nice just to have someone that knows what they're doing, really, take us under their wings. So thank you so much for that. If you
0: looked at my download numbers, you wouldn't say that I know what I'm doing. But... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> i have i have 30 loyal listeners <laughs> that's what i think i think i have like 30 people who listen religiously and then everybody else is just like oh what's this and then never listen again
1: <laughs> well they obviously have very poor taste because yes. i think it's great yes, i must be one, I the so, okay. I the be one of the 30 you guys are the
0: boldest bold individualists
1: listening to my show. I think you're bold agreeing to come and uh, join us, actually, Ed, because, you know, we're a bit mental in here.
0: With all your smegma and and, uh, (laughs) all that stuff.
1: (laughs) Poor Ed was listening to that whole smegma conversation that we had last week whilst eating a bowl of cereal with milk. Chunky, chunky cereal.
0: (laughs) Do you guys have... um monster cereal over there
1: never heard Time. of it
0: so it's blueberry frankenberry count chocula and this year they added a new one carmella carmella creeper something like that so i like the blue the blueberry and the frankenberry so one is franken um flavor strawberry flavored with um like strawberry marshmallows and blueberry flavored with blueberry marshmallows
1: is it like Lucky Charms? I was thinking Lucky Charms.
0: Yeah, it's like Lucky Charms, except the flavor is a little bit more homogenous. But this year they came out with Monster Cereal Remix. It's like, it tastes like blueberry and frankenberry mixed together. And it was, it was amazing. And I was enjoying that until.
2: What is frankenberry? Frankenberry strawberry, yeah?
0: It's a strawberry-flavored cereal, so they're like hard, like red cereal bits with little-
2: Are they all mixed into one?
0: The one I was eating yesterday, it was, yeah. Okay. But normally, Frankenberry and Booberry are two separate cereals. Oh, Now, a lot of people like Count Chocula, but I think Count Chocula sucks. I'm strictly a Booberry-Frankenberry guy.
1: Oh, could this be an unpopular opinion?
0: Uh, I mean, I might get cancelled for saying that uh, Count Chocula is trash. Yeah, I don't like chocolate-flavoured cereal in general. Yeah.
2: Yeah, me neither. I love a bowl of porridge, to be honest. Oh, Goldilocks. No, that's good. I love a bowl of porridge. And uh, I think I've reached the age where I don't even add sugar into it. Just just fruits, yummy. You know? Oh, wow. Just fruit.
1: That is so grown up. I usually have a can of Coke for my breakfast.
2: Oh, Emma.
0: <laughs> yep, yep.
2: I'm such is a it bad a, adult. Is it a red can? Yeah. Oh, full fat. Go on, girl. Full fat. Well,
1: Diet Coke's... I mean, Coke's awful for you. I think Diet Coke's probably worse for you. Plus, I'm
2: allergic to the sweeteners, so... Um, oh, that stinks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of fizzy drinks. I like do like a soda water. <laughs> Your
1: porridge and your soda water. You're so excited. This conversation is very...
0: This is riveting, riveting. Stuff, Over the yeah.
2: summer, no, but over the summer, I've turned into an old lady. Like I genuinely have. I have gone from listening to Radio 1, which is very much current music, to now exclusively listening to Radio 2 in my car. And especially if you're British and live in England and know about sort of... You will you will understand what this means for me. So I'm officially an old lady. They don't make music like they used to, did, do yeah. they? <laughs> I can't listen to the new stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I don't understand what they're saying.
0: <laughs> I don't listen to anything current. The last concert I went to was John Carpenter. <laughs>
1: I have no idea who that is. Oh I'm my God, he's he's the
0: director of of Halloween and Escape from New York and The Thing and Christine. Oh of course. yeah, I know that's John that Carpenter. John
1: Carpenter. But you said you went to his concert.
0: He does his own music. He he composes the music. So the do 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 that's him. So he went on tour a few years ago with his son. He formed a band with his son and a couple of other musicians, and they came out with an album, but they did a concert that I went to where he would like play all the hits and they would like project scenes from movies that he was in uh, while they play. It's pretty fucking rad. I loved it.
2: Yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. That that does sound very. Cool,
0: so that's yeah. how hip and with it I am. I don't know what the I don't know what the young people are listening to these days. I, Listen,
1: I think that's I think that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, me too.
2: It it
0: it is, but not really. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. It is. If you're like me, that but yeah. Uh,
2: Probably
1: sums us up. We're like we're cool, but then yeah,
0: we're cool really. in an old people kind of way.
2: yes we are um so emma whilst we're talking about being cool tell us about your orgy sorry i mean your audio oh yes. (laughs) yes
1: sorry just before we started recording i was i asked tash to remind me to tell you guys about my audio and ed thought tash had said orgy so um i have not had an orgy Yet, but I do have problems with my audio since moving. Um, obviously, we haven't quite finished decorating, so my um, little studio is quite empty, and it sounds like I'm down a toilet. And because I don't really have that much knowledge on how to edit audio, it kind of sounds a bit shit. So you'll just have to bear with me. I'm going to get posters up and all sorts of stuff, and it should uh, echo a bit less. So yeah, that's that's that was just a little mention.
2: You should put egg boxes on your wall. Isn't that what you're meant to do? I might
1: actually get some proper, like, um, sound panels to go on yeah. the wall. Cool. That'd be cool. But we'll see. It might get better just as I decorate it, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think if you Make put it stuff homeier. on the walls, it... Um, I, listen, I don't know anything about sound, so I'm not even going to try and pretend like I know. So, yeah.
0: Hang some tapestries.
2: I've got one. I've got a really cool one here. Look. Hang on.
1: So this is really exciting for you guys because you can't see it.
0: Theatre of the mind. Emma unrolls a tapestry with Nightmare Before Christmas imagery. It's Jack and Sally. Is that her name, Sally? That
2: is cool. Yeah, Yeah, Sally. How cool is that? It's really cool. Very,
0: very
1: seasonal. It is seasonal. We just watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, actually. Sweet. I love that film. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. I just love anything really by Tim Burton. Oh, me too. I'm a fan. Yeah. You are not a fan, Ed?
0: I am. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, because to me, it's a story about Christmas not staying in its lane, about a guy who lives in an awesome Halloween town and is like, you know what I like? Christmas. And... <laughs> And I'm like, no, you want to stay in Halloween town, dumbass. Because it's cooler. Because it's awesomer. Oh, <laughs>
2: well, it's so much cooler. I,
0: I like I like Halloween to be over here and Christmas to be two months away. And ne'er the twain shall meet.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Anyway, shall we move on? Ed, you yes. will know about this, I am sure. But as podcasters, we get messages from podcast promoters quite often.
0: Yes. And people wanting to me to model goth jewelry. I get that a lot. How do you get those? <laughs> On Instagram, I'm like, we've seen your posts and we think you would make an excellent ambassador f- for Dark Wing Kisses Goth Jewelry. You just and I'm like <laughs> No. <laughs>
2: pay them to be an ambassador don't you
0: I don't know I haven't I haven't gone down yeah, that road
2: I've looked into it before cuz obviously I'm a sucker for a scam yeah. So I've been like oh like oh yeah your jewelry looks really nice and they're like so we'll send you pieces but the postage and packaging is like $150 and you're like
0: Oh this
2: feels like you're not sending me jewelry No it sounds like you're buying Something that
1: probably will never arrive.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: But anyway, most people do ignore podcast promoters. And I am sorry if you're a podcast promoter, but um, there are a lot of you out there. And, you know, it does sound a bit scammy, to be fair.
0: A lot of them are probably bots, too.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. Anyway, because I wasn't busy enough editing last week's podcast... I decided I was going to have a bit of fun with some podcast promoters, and I ended up making a friend. Uh Oh. So (laughs) I thought I'd write, I'd uh, read out our conversation. Okay, hello, I'm a professional podcast and Spotify promoter expert. (laughs) Red flag. (laughs) I got many practical projects and long-term training from Outsourcing Institute! Exclamation point. I have more than five years of experience in local and online marketplaces. I have a big team. Braggy. It's very braggy.
0: You have to say you're an expert. If you, if you come off, <laughs> right out the gate. I'm, I'm an expert.
1: I'm an expert. I know. My community will help you organize your podcast to a more targeted audience and make your podcast more popular place. Check my experience. Thanks. I work honestly with download, rating, and subscribe service. If you work with me, you will get 100% guaranteed good results. If you work with me, I am responsible for increasing the popularity of your podcast. Thank you. I thought that was quite the sell, to be fair. That was quite the message. They have tried really, really hard. Yeah.
0: And there were a lot of articles missing from those sentences, right? Like...
1: Yeah, we're not we we're not paying attention to the grammar and stuff. There, okay, though. I mean he's okay. he's an expert. Ed, give him a break. He's,
0: he's an expert. He's not an expert in grammar. He,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I get back to him and said, "Hi Tafsir, because that's his name, possibly." <laughs> Whilst I have no doubt that you are prof- you are a professional expert and have long term training from an outsourcing institute, my real concern is: Do you have? a cum laude, a cum laude. (laughs) (laughs) He he came back with, Sir, we have many good offers now. If you give us work now, then you will get very good results. (laughs) (laughs) I came back with, Sir, now I know this is a scam, but you could at least look at our logo. You definitely do not have a cum laude, laude, whatever it is. Good luck to you, madam. (laughs) Yeah. if you want i can give you one free time and can prove my work another thing is that our work is a hundred percent organic i said madam i'm afraid this is where we must part ways you see we only want a hundred percent inorganic work taft sphere, i don't think we can work things out sorry it must end this way <laughs> he came back with what I do will make you believe that I do 100% genuine work you can also talk to someone I have worked with, worked with before and you can ask for proof <laughs> and then I kind of let, I stopped playing and I was like Tafsir, I'm really sorry I've been messing with you we don't have any money for promoters and do everything ourselves he came back with okay I said you have a nice day and then this is not what I expected the conversation goes well, aside from work, will you be my friend? <laughs> friend! He's lonely. And I went, oh, of course. <laughs> and he goes, okay, well, what do you do? And I'm, I said, well, I'm a podcaster.
0: Podcaster?
1: <laughs> I'm a 100% expert,
0: number one. <laughs>
1: Um and he and I said, What about you? Is this your only job? He says, Yes. I do the same. Promote podcasts. I do nothing but preach. Which I'm I don't know. He does nothing but preach.
0: Preaching the full gospel. The full gospel of them podcast promoting <laughs>
1: <laughs> He says, How much money do you make from podcasts and how much do you spend per month? I go, I'll make zero a month and spend zero. <laughs> Until we get rich and famous, of course, he comes back with, "To get something, you have to give something. How do you make money if you don't spend money? You spend money and earn more money?" And then he asks me, "Are you a boy or a girl?") <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's... <one> it. <laughs> and then he says, "Well, can you do me a favor?" I respond, "I am neither as I am 40 years old. <laughs> so I'm not a boy or a girl." <laughs> Tapsphere, are you giving me sass about not spending money on our podcast? You do seem sassy, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> I cannot agree to anything and I t- until I know what the favour is. Is it something dodgy? And he responds with, okay, are you a boy or a girl? I think he wants to see your feet. I'm like, take a look at our logo and take a guess. And he comes back with, you are a girl. And then... <laughs> I don't know what happened, but Facebook won't let me message him back. And he's going, hello, I need your help. Hello? Hello, ma'am? And I'm like, oh, my new friend. I can't talk to him.
0: I guarantee you that is not a human being. It sounds like...
2: Do you think?
0: It sounds like, a, it sounds like an AI-generated thing that you put into a, some kind of a loop, some kind of a logic loop, I think. That's wow. my guess.
1: Well, anyway, I don't know what happened, but Facebook won't let me reply to him. I think they probably picked up on the fact that it's a dodgy profile. Yeah. Um, I had another one. Uh, this is shorter.
0: I just want to say, I just want to say before you go on the next one, when two are going back, back and forth with like, sir, madam, sir, madam, <laughs> it sounded very Dickensian, you know, like this could be yeah. like a, some kind of 19th century uh, morality play or like a- Jane Austen thing.
1: Uh, yeah, but I, I was just like, if you're going to continue calling me sir, and <laughs> you're madam, it's just always going to work.
0: <laughs> pardon and prejudice. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> podcast promotion agency, organic Apple podcast promotion and increase. Now it's the same kind of blah blah blah. We can do all this, and so I messaged. So you only want to be friends if you purchase your package. I'm very disappointed. And then I got a bot response. Hi, thanks for contacting us. We've received your message and appreciate you reaching out. And I replied, I appreciate you reaching out. Podcasting is so lonely. Uh, And then I got another bot response, just organic Apple podcast promotion, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, plus a bonus. And I was like, ooh, what's a bonus? Um, Just so people know, Ed's had to leave. He will be back shortly. Um, And and then he said, if you're interested, order now. And I said, you're not my boss, you can't tell me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) And then he comes back with a huge list of things that he could do, like a bullet list, you know, I will target social networks competitors or similar category, collaboration, groups, blogs, forums, webpages. And I replied, oh, podcast promotion agency, we do want to become great podcasters. We really do. But as an indie podcast with no revenue, we can offer this. And then I did my own bullet point list. No money. We deal with all our own social media. No money. We have a website. No money. We have a great podcast friends. Oh, and no money. And then he sent me a little poster with two women looking at a computer, and they're really happy. And it says, increase podcast income by optimizing your channel. And I said, well, they look very happy, ladies. Look (laughs) at them smiling at their laptop like that. And I said, that's a great image. Did you use Canva? I love Canva. I use it for all our publicity that I manage alone, as we have no money. (sighs) And he came back saying, yes. So obviously, it's not a bot anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said, Oh, podcast promotion agency, you're making my day. And he came back with, Yes. And uh, I said, Are you a bot or a real person? And he replied, Real person. I said, Don't believe it, prove it. <laughs> and he goes why and I go proof or it didn't happen
2: and then he goes <laughs> this is literally me on tinder <laughs> <laughs> then he
1: goes send me your whatsapp number and I said oh I can't do that for security reasons they're watching he says <laughs> okay and I go are you okay do you need help blink once for yes twice for no <laughs> and he replies I don't need and I go phew I was worried I'm glad you're okay <laughs> He says thanks with a heart (laughs) and uh then i go but seriously we don't pay for promotions i'm afraid we are but a poor indie podcast and then he says send me your podcast link and then he just stopped talking to me rude yeah and then he's completely forgotten that he's already spoken to me and sent me exactly the same blurb today so Mm. Uh, i had lots of fun i'm glad you had fun doing that it was fun it was fun. It's like, do you know
2: what? You're going to waste my time. I'm I'm good. I've got time. I'm going to enjoy myself. I've um, started answering the phone. You know, when you get those like calls on your phone, like an oh eight hundred number, or like just an annoying phone call that you know it's going to try and sell you like life insurance or something. Mm-hmm.
0: I get a lot of political calls. A lot of people with oh, political. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So many. Like oh, this is the. County, county Democrats.
2: Uh, you- Maybe you could answer the phone the same way that I do, and I say, you kill him, we chill him." city morgue. How may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> this is how I answer the phone now. Only if it's if I can see the number. If I can't see the number, it might be the school or, like, the doctor's surgery, so I have to be careful, but <laughs> that's how I answer the phone now.
1: Oh, that is hilarious. That's funny. So funny. You've got to fuck with them. You've got to enjoy the yeah, little things of life, know. you know?
0: Oh, by the way, I got I got a call from the garage a second ago. That's why I disappeared. But while I was answering the call, we could still hear what you guys were saying. You know, Emma was talking to this bot and, you know, there's the poor lady at the garage like, hello, hello, you're... you're- <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so that's I I had to back out of Skype altogether to... So, anyway. Oh, a- do
1: you know what? I am very disappointed that we weren't talking about Dick's Vaginas like Smegma, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a shame. Yes. Because that, that would have ma- been hilarious.
0: That would have made my ordeal even better.
2: <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> talking about Dick's and Vaginas. Tash, have you got a <laughs> Tinder with Tash? I've got Tinder with Tash this week, guys. Are you Boom. ready? Yeah. I'll stick the jingle on.
0: Sit down, you boys and girls, and everyone in between. Story time. Dash has stories for you,
1: both funny and obscene. Ooh. Did she swipe right, swipe left, or find out he had a rash? We we're about to find out.
2: Because it's Tinder with Dash. Thank you once again to JT for that lovely, lovely jingle. Yeah, at,
0: definitely. Brews Crime on Twitter or x the dumpster fire formerly known as twitter
2: (laughs) it makes
1: me laugh though because like you still have to type into google twitter and then it comes up with x
0: nobody calls it x nobody
1: nobody I'm, i'm just going on x
2: no it's just weird anyway isn't it
0: if you ever want to embed something from twitter every site still uses the blue bird icon nobody uses that
1: Black X. Yeah,
0: that black oh, X really? that looks like yeah, it looks like an adult bookstore or something. It <laughs> you does. Know. I was it just looks so say, it's seedy. A bit, yeah.
1: It's a bit porny really, isn't it?
0: It is. It Get looks me over there. it looks sketch. It looks sketch. Sus, as Ed Jr. would say.
2: Sus. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sus. That's what the kids are saying.
2: That is what the kids are saying. My daughter said that to me the other day. I thought like, sorry, what? My five-year-old keeps going, psych! <laughs>
0: oh yeah
2: (laughs) thanks youtube kids yeah it's youtube isn't it Mm. so anyway as some of you may or may not know i'm having a little break from online dating but this doesn't mean that i don't come across things all things dating and my friends often send me TikToks or like reels or whatever of dating stories because they know that I love it and I got sent one this week and the story goes as follows so I've sort of listened to the TikTok quite a few times then I've just sort of written it up in my words so it's not exactly the same but you'll get the gist of the story. So uh, there's a girl in Nashville she goes for a night out she meets a guy in a bar they get along well they start hooking up they're kissing having a great time, they're drinking together, they're dancing, some more kissing happens. And then the night comes to a close, they swap numbers, they both go home to their respective houses. Next morning, your girl wakes up, she's got a rash all over her face. Now, we've all been there, we've had a heavy types? night. Oh. Stubble, stubble you've burn. had a heavy night, you've kissed a lot. And you've got a little bit of a stubble rash. Yeah. It's a thing. It happens, And Ed, right? Ed probably hasn't been there, but it's a thing, Ed. It's yep. a thing.
0: I may have been the cause of, you know, as you can see. Yes,
2: yes. You may have been the cause of.
0: From my, my pumpkin scruff, you guys, you guys are <laughs> among the few people to have seen my non-pumpkiny face. So...
2: <laughs> I, I mean, without being too crude, because obviously this is not who we are as... As podcasters, (laughs) I believe that a clean-shaven man may experience stubble rash if they choose to please a woman in a certain way. Anyway. Oh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyway, she's woken up. She's got this rash on her face. Initially, she probably thinks stubble rash, you know, he was a great kisser, I had a great time. But this is the worst rash she has ever had. It is so bad that, in fact, she goes to the doctors. The doctor is asking her, have you changed any of your washing detergent? Have you got a new lipstick? She was like, no, nothing like that. I did, you know, kiss this guy, though, and it was the next morning. So the doctor takes a swab, sends it off, gets it checked. I'm scared.
1: I am scared.
2: couple of days later, she gets a call. The doctor has said very sternly, "We need to know who you were kissing. We need their information. Oh we shit! Need to give it to us asap."
0: Bubonic plague.
2: Obviously, I mean, I've never been in this situation, and I hope I'm never in this situation. But doctors are only really doing that. They sort of advise you, I believe, if you've got a sexually transmitted infection or something like that, that you need to get in contact with people that you've you've been with. Now, this sounds serious. So she's like, what's happened? Like, what's going on? What's this rash? And the doctor turns around and says to her, the only way you get this rash is from being in contact with dead bodies.
1: Oh, no, that was not where I thought that was going.
0: Wow. So somebody was... So
2: obviously she hands over all the information necessary to I guess the police uh, the police department the doctors they get in contact they go find this guy they go to his house and there are no less than four dead bodies in his house what the fuck (gasps) that he has been eating oh
1: my god
2: what
0: oh so that's not as bad (laughs) No I was thinking worse
2: (laughs) So turns out That she could have been on the menu In more ways than one Had he killed them? Well I guess so They were in his apartment
0: Oh uh Could you guys hang on for a minute Pardon me ladies There seems to be some bother outside Around the door (sighs) It's those damned contemptible children again Young man didn't I tell you not to come back here again? Didn't you read the sign on the door? Can't you read? This is not a place for young children. And young lady. This is no place for decent people. Let alone children. Young lady, get over here. what your mother say? And you, you with the lolly, get back over here. Children, children, scat, get away from there.
1: Ed had to shoot because, as you can hear, we have some rowdy kids outside that are trying to get in, so he had to go and do his job and, you know, keep keep the little bastards out. So it's just me and Tash now.
2: Just me and fabulous Emma, but we'd love to say a massive thank you to Ed. Yeah, and go and check
1: out his podcast because it's amazing. It so is. we're back with... A guy who had four dead bodies and he was eating them. Was he shagging them? Because my mind obviously went to shagging.
2: I mean, I can't say that he wasn't, but I cannot confirm 100% that he was. But he was doing something you shouldn't have been doing to those bodies. I mean, that's that's, yeah. I mean, the girl had a lucky escape, though, didn't she? You know, because God knows what would have happened to her.
1: Yeah. How grossed out would you be, though? So disgusted. Dead body person rash on you. Would oh. you
2: ever, like, you, you'd never be clean again, would you?
1: You can't, there's not enough bleach in the whole world to get that off, right? No. So oh.
2: gross. Gross. So gross.
1: Well, actually, you managed to do a Tinder with Tash and get a
2: bit of, like, true crime in there, so. I know, you- this is why when I heard this story, I was like, this is ours um so anyway guys obviously we want to continue with tinder with tash as much as possible i am taking a little step back from online dating i'm just trying to get my work-life balance back into um better because it's been rubbish to to justify it darling you've just Um, got a really good vibrator and you don't need it anymore I mean, that's £200 <laughs> well spent. <laughs> uh, but if anyone has got any great dating tales, or even if you see a TikTok or a tweet or anything like that, do send it our way because we'd still love to share them because we think it's a segment that everyone enjoys.
1: Absolutely, 100%. I want to hear about all the gross rashes and yeah. smeg and all that. We We want to know. We want to know.
2: We wanna anyway, know.
1: my darling, do you want to hear an absolutely insane story?
2: That's all I want in life right now.
1: Yeah, good. Because I've got one.
2: <laughs> good. <laughs> I'll buckle in.
1: Oh, I heard some I heard something this week and it made me think of you, darling.
2: Oh, go on. What do you call
1: a magical dog?
2: I don't, I don't know. What do you call a mag- magical dog? A labricadabrador. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so good. A labrador, I was like oh,
1: Shall I get her again? Shall I oh, just leave her? I thought no, do you know what? Dad joke. That's a dad joke. I love a dad joke. Right. Things about to get a bit spooky. This week, my darling, I'm gonna nice. tell you
2: about the the Bet's Sphere. The Bets Sphere, like a circle. That's what a sphere is, babe. <laughs> Fucking smashing this maths shit, aren't I?
1: <laughs> Geometry, that would be.
2: Yeah, but it's in the maths
1: lesson, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. In 1974, on Jacksonville's Fort George Island, Jerry and Antoine Betts, that's a very French name, isn't it? Antoine. Yeah. Anyway, they were taking a walk in the woods on their land with their eldest son, Terry. They were inspecting the damage from a forest fire that had engulfed the area. Terry, who was 21 at the time, found something shiny on the ground. It was a large metallic sphere, about the size of a bowling ball. Oh, quite big then. Yes, it it was rather large. Yeah. It was surprisingly in perfect condition. No blackening from the fires at all, even though the area surrounding it was totally destroyed. The sphere didn't have a scratch. In fact, quite the opposite. It looked immaculately polished. Terry thought he would take it home as it was odd and he thought it looked cool. He was surprised by the weight of it. It weighed nearly 10 kilos, which is heavier than he Ooh. had
2: expected it to be. Yeah. I mean, me too, Terry. I'm surprised as well. <laughs> 10 kilos, ke- that's quite heavy to carry home as well, isn't it? Yeah, I bet you regretted it. I bet it was like... Like, Look, I don't know how far he had to go, but to carry 10 kilos... No, I don't. He's 21, fit, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have to say, my advice to people in this situation would be to leave it the fuck alone. Oh, a weird and shiny sphere? Cool, that's not strange at all. And just walk on. That's your advice? That's my advice, yeah. Why? You find a weird thing that's like completely unburned when well, everything no, else is burnt. find a burned. penny,
2: pick it up all day long,
1: you'll have good luck. This isn't a penny. <laughs> this is a weird, <laughs> holeless bowling ball. No. If this podcast has taught me anything, it's leave it the fuck alone. You are right. That is what put we learned back. from this. Have a quick look, put it back. Don't touch it. But he didn't anyway. So it ended up in the Betzer's house. You see, now they've got a weird unknown sphere in their house. I'd probably take it. Would I put it in the house? Maybe not. Once at home, the family began speculating what it could be. They thought it could be a cannonball from the time when there were Spanish colonisers in that area. But the perfect appearance of the sphere made them doubt that idea.
2: And also, aren't cannonballs black? I guess it depends what metal it is. I
1: just did, I just pictured them as being black, and this is like silver colour. I don't know. So, yeah, because it was so perfect, it, they kind of thought, ah, no, it's probably not that. They then thought it could belong to NASA, or even be something off a Soviet satellite. This was during the Cold War, so people were always on high alert from an attack from the Soviets. The Betzers even wondered if the sphere was the cause of the forest fire, and I must admit, at this stage of the story as I am writing this as I go and have no idea how this ends because that's how organised I am. It's kind of my first idea too. Everything's burnt, the balls in the middle of it all and just there. Did it make it go up in flames, maybe? Maybe. The potentially fire-causing sphere ended up in Terry's bedroom on display because why the fuck not? (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't until a few months later that, of course, the Sphere started doing weird stuff. Shocker. Who saw
2: that coming? Not me. I. Oh, come on, you did. I'll be honest, Emma. I thought you were going to say he put it on his shelf. Nothing happened. The end. The
1: end. <laughs> it's just a story <laughs> about a random ball. Nothing happened. <laughs> There we go. Let's call it a wrap. Don't kill people. Yep. Stay safe. All that jazz. No, it started doing weird fucking shit like I knew it was going to do. That's why you leave it the fuck alone. <sighs> anyway, so he's playing the guitar in his room to one of his friends being all cool. Like, yeah, I'm a dude. I can play my guitar. Oh, it was so a girl as well.
2: Weird. I bet it was a girl. And I bet it she sucked girl. his dick. I bet she sucked his dick. And I bet then they split up. And then she thought, that was fucking weird that he used to do that. But I liked it at the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My first boyfriend used to write me songs on his guitar. And And I bet at the time,
2: at the time, you were like, oh, my God, he's so cute. That's so sweet. And now you're like, vom oh a hundred percent like
1: at the time i was like i could feel the cream coming out yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. like (laughs) let let me sit on on your dick whilst you play the guitar
1: you are so incredibly sexy and now i think
2: oh that guy was so gross yeah but how old were you when that happened about 15 right well i was not 15 I can neither confirm nor deny that I was very near to my 30s when that was happening to me. And I still lapped it up like a 15 fucking year old girl. Anyway, let's move on.
1: He <laughs> wrote me a song. It was all about how great I am and how much he loved me. And, and you were like, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Terry's playing his guitar to a lady friend in his bedroom. And the sphere begins to vibrate. The sphere likes it. So it begins to vibrate and hum as if it was singing along to the music. They deducted it must also be giving off high frequency sounds that humans are unable to hear as the family's poodle whimpered and covered her ears when she came near the ball. Do you think they got rid of the ball?
2: No. Of
1: course they didn't. They're keeping it. It's cool. It vibrates
2: when you... Sounds good to me.
1: (laughs) They also found out something else weird about the sphere. If they placed it on the floor and gave it a gentle push, it would roll around, changing direction as it wanted, until finally returning to its original spot. Like a weeble. No, because weebles go... They they never fall. They don't roll, do they? They kind of just go back and forth. This is rolling around the room, changing directions, and then thinking, oh, I'll go back to where I started. That's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. The longest the ball rolled around by itself, changing directions at will, was 12 minutes. Now, that might not seem like a long time, but for a ball that has barely been pushed... And considering that it's moving in all directions and not forgetting that we have no fucking idea what this thing is, 12 minutes is a very, very long time. Yes, it is. Imagine 12 minutes. You sit and you watch this ball move around by itself. It's a long time. Yeah. Terry, being very curious, wanted to figure out exactly what was going on. So he decided to start experimenting on it. Now, I say experimenting. He hit it with a hammer.
2: Such a male thing to do, isn't it? (laughs) I'm just going to whack it, see what happens. That would never be a woman's first port of call, would it? No,
1: I mean maybe some. I don't know, but anyway, very scientific. He hit it with a hammer, which caused it to ring and vibrate. He then shook it repeatedly.
2: (laughs) He shook it. What? Yeah, he shook it like a a magic ball. You know what was? Yeah, he was like shaking. Am I a creep that sings songs to girls? Yes. (laughs) So after shaking it, he put it down and to his shock, the sphere
1: began rolling around the room as if it was trying to escape him. He placed the sphere on a table and watched as it rolled towards the edge and then changed direction, avoiding falling over the edge. And if he tipped the table, it would roll in the opposite direction, defying the laws of gravity to protect itself. Are you getting this, Tash? Yeah. Can you picture what's going on? Yeah. You don't seem that impressed by my sphere.
2: Well, just think it's a polished bowling ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, that goes up a table when you tilt it? Yeah,
2: well, you know. Stranger things have happened. Have they? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Do continue.
1: As the days went on, the family noticed that the ball also seemed to react to the weather being more active on sunny days. So they began to wonder if the ball if the ball was solar powered, but remember this is the nineteen seventies and solar energy isn't really being overly used at this point.
2: But we're all more active on a sunny day. Yeah, this is a ball made out of it metal. It has feelings.
1: <laughs> Apparently, it loves a bit of singing, bit of guitar. <laughs> Got it all uh... giddy. So the Betts family began keeping the sphere in a bag overnight, afraid that it might try and escape. So now they're just like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they've got it hostage. It's like, yeah. you're not going fucking anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. wonder what type of bag it was.
1: I'm imagining like one of those potato sacks.
2: Yeah, that's what, like a Hessian one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's what I thought.
1: I feel if you're going to use a sack to do something dodgy, that's the kind of sack you kind yeah. of go to.
2: That's the the type of sack I'd use for dodgy activities. That or a sports bag. Mm, Yeah, I don't disagree with that either. Mm. Mm. (laughs) What sack do you think they use? Do let us know on Twitter, (laughs) TikTok, Instagram. They were so fascinated by it that they started
1: showing it off to their friends, almost like a party trick. Hey, look at what this random sphere we found can do. Their friends, of course, were amazed by what they witnessed and soon word got around about the strange ball. Now, guys, I am aware I'm saying sphere, ball, sphere, ball. There's only so many ways I can describe this object and it's a sphere or a ball. Yeah. So it's it's repetitive, but that's just the way it is. A local radio station that had a paranormal segment contacted them and they agreed to give the host an interview. He came to their house and witnessed in total disbelief the ball rolling around, changing direction, vibrating, and all of the other weird stuff it did. From there started a real media frenzy. First the local papers were all talking about it, then the national papers, and then even international news was covering the Betzer sphere. Each paper sent a photographer and a journalist to get the story, and each one was shown the metal ball. And every single one witnessed its bizarre abilities, making many sceptics believers. Believers in what? I'm not sure because we don't know what it is, but they're believers in the ball. Yeah,
2: you got to <laughs> believe in the ball. you got to believe in the ball. <laughs> With all this
1: media coverage, it wasn't long before the scientific and even military community wanted to get involved and find out what was going on. They were even contacted by NASA. Of course, they had numerous UFO enthusiasts wanting to see the ball too. After all, it did appear to be otherworldly. The US Navy got to examine the sphere, but only after signing a contract with Jerry Betts, saying that if the sphere turned out to not be government property, that they would return it within two weeks. They admitted to not knowing what it was or where it had come from, but they did confirm that it definitely was not made or owned by the government. Well... That's good to know, right?
2: I think it's a it's a process of elimination, isn't it?
1: Yes, exactly. An astronomer asked if they could send the ball to him so he could examine it, but they declined as they didn't want to lose the ball in the post. Yeah. Fair enough. You don't want to lose your balls in the post. You don't. As if this story couldn't get weirder, something else began to happen in the Betzer's oh. household... Go on. Organ
2: music would play throughout the night. Well, you wouldn't thought of that. <laughs> that <is> no, <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh, that is the twist we were not expecting. So they heard
1: this music coming from an organ throughout the night. They did not own an
2: organ. Never had, so. I mean, organs are big, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> thought so. <laughs> organs
1: are big. Depends, really, I suppose. <laughs> But no organs, are like
2: a church organ, yeah, yeah. They're massive. Organs are big, aren't they? They're bigger than a piano, aren't they? Well, yeah, they've got pipes and, and yeah, <laughs> multiple keyboards and. Pe- do, God. Do, do, anyway, that's an organ, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Beethoven. That's a piano. Anyway, let's just move on. It
1: might not be Beethoven, um, do, 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 do. but I'm pretty sure that's Beethoven. Do, 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 do let's move away from that and then their doors in the house would open and close on their own accord all throughout the day and night so it's one thing to have a cool almost sentient ball sharing your house but phantom organ music is going too far too far some would
2: say one step too
1: far one step too far or oh, one roll too far one roll too far so they decided to send the sphere to Jacksonville Naval Air Station, where scientists could properly examine it. They discovered multiple facts about this bizarre sphere. It was half an inch in thickness, but could withstand a pressure of 120,000 pounds per square inch. Now, I've no idea what that means. But seems yeah. as it kept coming up, I'm assuming that's impressive and you should all be going, oh, wow, what a strong little creepy demon ball. Uh, like, it can withstand a shocking amount of pressure, apparently.
2: Great. A bit like when you stand on eggs in a certain position.
1: Right. You stand
2: on... Oh, God. She's off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you you know, like, if you were to stand on an egg on its side, that's not withstanding anything. But, like, if they're turned a certain way, they can withhold a lot of pressure, can't they?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> Oh okay. Physics
2: facts with cash. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have thought it was the other way round. No. No, that's no. No. I think it's I think it's pointy way up.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is the correct way. Okay. We're um 'cause Ed joined earlier. Because uh, he was slacking. No, he wasn't. <laughs> slacking off the job. Um, mm. We've got cameras on so I can see Tash. And the little twinkle in her eye every time anything's slightly naughty. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Through x-rays, they also found that there were two other little spheres inside it. Which is odd. Like Russian dolls. But it's odd because there was no indications of welding or an opening ever existing. Like, this sphere is just completely solid. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Like, the, to put something in it, at one point it would have had to be open, I suppose, unless it was made around yeah. things. Either way, not too sure how something got inside it. How were they put there? And more importantly, what are they? It was made of stainless steel on the outside and the two objects on the inside appeared to be made of something more dense. They also found out that it had four different magnetic poles, two positive and two negative, and they shared a centre. Again, I assume this is cool, but I've got no idea what that means. Tash? (laughs)
2: Like (laughs) the blankness. (laughs) Listen, I am the type of person that thinks north, south, east and west, that north is always just the way you're facing. So I am not the (laughs) type. I am not necessarily the person you should be talking about that to. But I do know that (laughs) that you can do something with a cork Water and a needle to get some sort of magnetic pull. Oh, that actually rings a bell, and the needle will always point north or something. North. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you go to Girl Guides or something like I that? I did, yeah.
2: I is did. that where you learned it? Yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, when you make sure, if you're in the woods, first of all, we're not picking up weird shit, but make sure you have a glass of water, a cork, and a water. needle.
2: Yeah. Or
1: just take a compass, yeah. you know, the push.
2: <laughs> but if you haven't got your compass, you'll be sure to have those other items, won't you?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear me, right. After discovering that the sphere was not radioactive or explosive, the scientists wanted to open that bad boy up.
2: Oh my god, how are they doing that?
1: But Jerry Betts, she refused. She didn't want it to get broken, and so they returned it to the family. Dr. Carl Wilson from a research center in Louisiana then came out to look at the sphere. He stayed for six hours testing and watching the balls movement. (laughs) He determined that the magnetic poles were mind-boggling and that they emitted radio waves. He had no explanation of how it could move on its own the way it did. He did detect another metal other than steel on the shell but couldn't find out which one. He stated that the ball defied the laws of physics because of, well, you know, all the weird stuff that I said before. The yeah. magnet and the way it moves and shit. I shouldn't have done one that uses so many scientific terms. <laughs> Someone might understand.
2: Yeah, they, they're- the story all the same.
1: Yeah, they know, they know. He did suggest that perhaps the Betzers were in fact in possession of an alien probe. Dr. Wilson didn't really bring anything different um, that they, the Betzers didn't already know, so they really didn't have any idea what was in their possession still. The research centre did, however, convince the family to bring the ball to the UFO Congress as their find could be proof of life on other planets. Plus, the National Enquirer was offering $50,000 to whoever could bring undeniable proof. The judges were, of course, curious about the ball. They decided it must be some kind of audio transmitter, but ultimately determined it to be man-made, and so the Betzes didn't win the prize money. However, one of the judges was extremely curious, Dr. James Albert Harder, who was a professor of civil engineering. He was allowed to examine the sphere for himself. He discovered more things about it that were terrifying. He made an announcement at the International UFO Congress that shocked all that were present. He said that after studying the x-rays of the sphere, he concluded that the two objects inside were made of a dense material that isn't found on Earth. The heaviest element produced in an atomic reactor has a number of 105, while the heaviest element that occurs naturally is uranium with an atomic number of 92. But the circular objects inside the sphere were calculated to have an atomic number of 140.
2: Oh, my God. I don't understand (laughs) anything you just said, but that is a big number compared to the number that was before. (laughs) He thus said that if anyone tried to cut
1: open the sphere, it could explode, causing extensive damage, just like an atomic bomb.
2: Wow. We don't want that.
1: No, you don't want that. It's a good job the Bettsers had refused to have it broken by the Navy, really. Yeah. Good shout, Jerry. Well done. Obviously, the family was somewhat taken aback by these claims, but decided to still keep it with them. I mean, are they okay? I mean, this is why you leave it the fuck alone. You see?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. See? I was right. Starting to agree with you, to be honest. Of course, having it be
1: explained as an object from outer space brought forward all the sceptics. A Jacksonville factory said that the ball was nothing more than one of the check valves that they produced. A sculptor also claimed that he had lost the sphere whilst driving through Jacksonville. He said that it was a valve that a friend had given to him. Both his claims, as believable as they may be, seem impossible, as the ball didn't have any logos, emblems, welded signs on it, which it most definitely would have if it had been fabricated in a factory. The Betts family moved away, tired of all the media attention. They were getting hounded. The phone was ringing twenty four seven, and people kept showing up to see the sphere. They'd had enough, and so they left and never spoke of the bizarre ball again. People's curiosity about the sphere soon subsided and it became forgotten. So, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel somewhat uneasy knowing that there is somewhere a ball that has the potential to create an atomic explosion and no one seems to know where it is.
2: Hold, hold on. So they left? They, they've got the ball, they've left. And now nobody knows where the ball is. No, nobody knows where it is. That feels like something we should be declaring.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the story's out there. So yeah. hopefully, if it really is as weird and dangerous as the stories led us to believe, it has been confiscated by the government. And I say hopefully, but again, do we want an atomic bomb? And the I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I feel safer
2: f- no, for this ball neither. to be.
1: But it could just as well be sitting in someone's attic, just waiting to be rediscovered.
2: Well, that's exciting to know, isn't it?
1: There you go. Atomic bomb. Don't know where it wow. is. Wow.
2: My mind's blown. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, where is it? I don't know, babe.
1: That's, that's the point of the story. Don't know. Wow. What is it? Where'd it come from? And where is it now? Because I feel like we should know.
2: Yeah, me too. Somewhat troubling, really, isn't it? It's a little bit troubling, yes, somewhat. But anyway, there's my story about the vet's sphere. Well, thanks.
1: You're more than welcome, my darling.
2: It's been nice this evening. A little bit different, but I've enjoyed it. bit relaxed. Yeah. A bit more chill. Yeah. Is it Becky that gets us giddy, do you think? She's the issue.
1: Do you know, we don't... We don't... I mean, we do work.
2: But it, it there has to be all three of us together to really get that. There's we're yeah, we're definitely a trio, aren't we? We are. Like I've had a great time, I can't say that I haven't. I have We've love. had Ed with us, it's been wonderful. We've had Ed, but the definitely the dynamic is definitely the three of us, isn't it? But
1: I think Ed's voice is so calming.
2: He's very calming, isn't he?
1: So I think like having Ed like we were just all Zen and just like yeah, yeah. We tried, you know. This was we didn't put two and two together that Becky wouldn't be here, and
2: I think my story rocked. I really enjoyed your story, and I hope you enjoyed my Tinder story. I did. I um, I did, but in
1: a really kind of gross.
2: Yeah, didn't enjoy it because, like, oh, that's a great story, but enjoyed it because, oh, that was gross. Oh, it's gross. Like, yeah, dead was, person rash knitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah,
1: and thanks so much to Edward October for joining us. He is a yes, sweetie pie. He is a sweetie is. pie. Right, let's go. Um. Oh, we did. We, we haven't been doing our socials.
2: Social away.
1: So you can find us on Facebook. We're very active on Facebook, and uh, as you can see through my conversation with podcast promoters, very active on Messenger. If you want to shoot us a message, uh, it's just Spine Chillers and Cereal. Killers podcast. We're also on Twitter or X X X as SCSK underscore podcast. That's also the same for Instagram, I think.
2: Yeah, and is. TikTok. And TikTok. We need to get back into the TikTok. We game We do need to get back into TikTok.
1: We have not made a TikTok for ages, but we have. There are many TikToks if you want to see our faces and stuff. Go check that out. If you have enjoyed the episode, please don't hesitate to leave us a review or a rating. And uh, yeah, there. I think that was... Oh, you can email us. Email your ghost stories. Email your true crime stories. Email your terrible date stories to chillers.killers.pod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we will read them out for you. I did want to... Oh! Come. On my face. Come on your face. Uh, You know, come. We were talking about come. Uh, uh, The the word come. Yep. So I had Cara Breath message me saying she was laughing her arse off, basically, because come means with. It just means with. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So there we go. And also... I had a message from John, who said he knows a town co- called Cholton-cum-hardy. Nice. 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 And I said, cum-hardy sounds very rude. And he was like, yeah, I wonder what you call people from Cholton-cum-hardy. Cum-hards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're from there, you come hard I hope they do. I hope they do.
2: Everybody should. I agree. Right. On that note, guys. No night. No night. night. Stay safe.
1: Don't kill people.
2: And keep it weird. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: Reach out to boys and girls and everybody in between. Storytop, the scripture <laughs> you, but funny and obscene.